Hello and welcome to another edition of the First Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson. I'm joined by Ryan O'Halloran. We cover the Broncos for the Denver Post, and we are here to talk a little bit about Demarius Thomas, a historic day in Broncos country. Ryan, which leads me to my first question, how long do these fans grieve over this move? This guy is third all-time reception, second yard, second in, in touchdown catches, first in 100-yard games. Do we already celebrate the Cortland Sutton era starting, or, or is there some time that, that we got to kind of respect what, what DT did here in, in terms of how this fan base should react? Yeah, I, I think grieving is maybe a little bit of a stretch. Because by the time it happened on Tuesday, it was almost beta accompli. You yeah. know, um, yeah. you know when it when it surfaced a couple of days ago or last week, you know people started to come to the fat, come to grips with it. But I don't know about you, but I didn't get a lot of tweets, didn't get a lot of emails saying how could they do this to him? You know, wh- what are they thinking? Uh, you know, he'd been here nine years. Uh, he probably wasn't going to be back next year. I think the only thing was. If he would have finished the season with the Broncos, would he have retired? I'm guessing no. So he would have moved on uh, during this offseason. But the fact that, uh, you know, he was maybe diminished his role a little bit, the fact that Cortland Sutton has flashed so much, I think from a fan's perspective was, you know, thanking DT for his great plays and great play here with the Broncos but also hey it's time to see some more of the kid yeah it's more of a decision of the head it makes a ton of sense I mean everything you mentioned with Sutton coming up and and the situation with DT's age and his production Uh, but of course uh, decisions of the heart make these things a little bit more tougher but let's stick to to what makes sense in this trade Ryan one thing that John Elway mentioned over and over again in his press conference was value Uh, seemed like he kept saying it over and over again Uh, the Broncos they swap a pair of seventh round picks with the Texans they get a fourth round pick uh, in return in the 2019 draft higher than you expected lower than you expected in terms of what kind of value DT might bring in in this market Um, I thought it'd be a fifth or a sixth and you know one thing I told Mark Kisler after the game on Sunday was I think it may be like a sixth and if the Texans or another team make the playoffs it becomes a fifth well you factor in the switching of sevens which could be you know, 10 or 12 spots difference. That maybe makes up for it. It moves up to a fourth. But Houston lost Will Fuller, their number two receiver, to an ACL last week. That increased Demarius Thomas's value. That increased the Texans' urgency to make a deal. I'm sure they were involved with Golden Tate. He got a, Philadelphia gave up a third rounder for him. So the value of what John Elway talked about is is big in this thing. Uh, you know, they have four picks in the top three rounds right now. You know, if they have a, if they see a player they like late in a third round this spring, they can flip those two fours and move up and, and, the, and end that in, in the uh, second day with a one, a two, and two threes. Okay, those should be four starters. Uh, if they stay put in the fourth, that was the round they got Josie Jewell and Deshaun Hamilton, two guys that they think they're going to be able to build with. So, uh, I think when when Elway got that offer of a fourth. You know, I think he really had no choice but to take it. Right, and you mentioned what the Broncos have done in the fourth round in this previous draft. Also, guys like Julius Thomas, Elmas Dumerville, they've gotten great value in that round. But in the same sense, let's look on the flip side of this, Ryan. 
the future, the Broncos are set. This is a great move. But and is there any sense that they're waving the white flag a little bit? Like, let's say, hey, let's give up. Because here's the thing. The Broncos got worse on Sunday, right? You lose a receiver as productive as DT. Yes, guys are going to fill in. But those are untested guys, guys who aren't going to fill in and immediately provide what he did. So in one sense, are the Broncos saying, hey, we've just kind of given up on, on 2018? Um, I, w- I would say no, uh, because basically I think he was their third best receiver right now. Had they kept him yesterday and traded Emmanuel Sanders, um, who's their number one right now, I would have said, okay, you know, they see the writing. That's a three and five team. It's not going to get any better. Um, I don't see um, a lot of reasons, if any, why this is a bad move for the organization as a whole. If I'm Vance Joseph, you know, Demarius Thomas didn't win you a game this year, even though he caught the winning touchdown. I mean, they made a stop at the end of the Seattle game. But I think they need to see more of Cortland Sutton. And if he can help you win a couple of games, maybe that will help Vance's his status. One thing that I find fascinating about this trade, and we'll have to see how this plays out, but you mentioned Sanders, now the number one wide receiver. How are teams going to defend this Broncos offense now, Ryan? Is the number one cornerback going to be on Emmanuel? Is, are they going to have to be on Cortland maybe once he establishes himself? Is, is this maybe going to hurt Emmanuel's production? He's had such a resurgent season. Well, hey, now here maybe comes some double teams. Here comes the top corner he's going to face every week. How do you see that shaking out i still think these are two guys where you know a corner doesn't need to travel with them the interesting part of what a team's going to do with sutton are they going to play a little bit of a shade with a safety over the top which could help emmanuel sanders you know teams watch the tape and say hey corlin sutton is winning these 50 50 balls maybe we got to get a safety over there over the top to prevent that throw you know emmanuel sanders has been very effective on over routes the key is okay who's going to run that quick slant uh, is it going to be Sutton? Sutton's going to have to expand his route tree. Uh, right now, he's just a you know a one-trick guy, like a lot of rookies are, and that's run a nine-route jump, catch it. Uh, that's what's going to be fascinating for me on Sunday against Texans is how are they going to use Sutton in new ways, or are they going to use him in the same kind of way they use Thomas? Gotcha, Ryan. Is we appreciate that analysis as always. As we wrap things up here, I would just sort of like to take a big picture look at the NFL over this trade deadline, uh, Ryan. You know, it's pretty crazy, sort of the last-minute moves we saw and how it mirrors other sports and how those deadlines have have operated in, in recent years. Is this the most active you've seen a lot of teams at this deadline? And then kind of go into where kind of the Broncos fall uh, in terms of some of the best and and worst mo- uh, moves that you saw. Yeah. Um, I tried looking that up last night. There wasn't a really good resource for a number of day, number of trades on deadline day. And hockey, baseball, and basketball, all that information is available. Football trade deadline day has only come into prominence recently when they moved the deadline back closer to the middle of the season. Before it used to be early October, teams weren't ready to get weren't ready to give up, and rightfully so. So now, you know, you you're not gonna, the Khalil Mack kind of deal is an outlier, and usually that happens during the off season. Uh, that happened on Labor Day weekend this year. So, But of the trades made yesterday, I think Houston obviously helped themselves. They needed a number two guy, and they got him in, in Demarius Thomas. I thought Philadelphia helped themselves with Golden Tate. Expiring contract, Detroit was not going to bring him back. They felt a third was going to be better in 19 than what they may have gotten as a compensatory pick in 20. Same thing with the Jaguars trading Dante Fowler, who is a backup player, a former third overall pick. They got a third this year and a fifth in 2020 that's more than they would have gotten had he signed somewhere else so i think you see teams taking more of the longer view that hey we're going to trade a guy that's maybe that's definitely not in our plans moving forward even if we have to maybe 
force some playing time into a guy who may not be ready in the present. Absolutely. And so Sunday, uh, it's going to be nothing but interesting. Demarius Thomas in a Houston Texans uniform. His first game against the, the team that he played for for nine seasons, Ryan. That's so wacky. I mean, have you, have you seen something like that in football? Other sports we have, but this yeah. is unique as well, right? Uh, it is unique. And, you know, I reached out to a couple of fellow reporters who have a historical grasp of this game, and they couldn't come up with anything like wow, this yeah. scenario. And, you know, it does happen in other sports. I mean, before you are born, <laughs> um, I was probably eight or nine years old when Joel Youngblood got traded in the middle of a doubleheader to the to another team okay. and like went across town and got two <laughs> hits for the you know so uh when i was like eight or nine years old that was like the coolest thing right, ever yeah, so yeah. uh but you know hockey may happen a little bit but football this is a pretty rare bird for sure you know for a, a broncos season that's disappointing um at least they keep it interesting right they're they're making moves they're, they're giving us stuff to write about you, you gotta love that his last nine days of taking years off my <laughs> yeah, life. That's true, With that's true. Chad Kelly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Bolin, <laughs> traveling, coming back, Demarius uh, Thomas. So, it's you know, not just the players, yeah, not just the players who will appreciate uh, the bye this week. But the Texans do come to town. Uh, Going to be a great matchup. We'll have some more analysis on that game, um, especially now post-DT. We'll be talking to players uh, all this week, sort of getting further reaction, uh, what it means for the Broncos, how they're going to plan to defend Demarius Thomas, all interesting stuff uh be sure to check out denverpost.com and subscribe to the first and orange uh, as we move ahead giving you guys more analysis and of course uh we are in the paper the denver post every single day uh we will see you guys next time